Hello, and welcome to the Montgomery Talks podcast. Today, we're talking with David Petter, who's the president and CEO of the Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Economic development has had something of a history in the past few years. It was first a department in the county government, and then in 2016, EDC was uh, was created to be a nonprofit. Uh, and Mr. Petter became the corporation's first president, correct, and took the role in September 6, 2016. And previously, you were an economic development official in Florida. Yep. And as EDC CEO, he was at the forefront of the county's bid to uh, welcome Amazon's highly valued HQ2, which obviously went to Virginia and New York. So welcome, Mr. Petter. Thank you for having me. So first off, you got any scoops for us today? <laughs> you know, the scoop is that we've never been more proactive and more energetic to drive business development opportunity in Montgomery County. My last board meeting, we presented eight or 10 initiatives that I think are really game changers for Montgomery County. We started as a retention expansion, EDC. Now we're doing much more recruitment. I think we've got some strategic initiatives that are in place that are really going to help move Montgomery County forward. It won't happen overnight, but uh, as you note from some September 6th of 2016, two and a half years ago, we launched an EDC that was meant to be innovative, creative, more accountable, more assertive, more proactive. And I'm very happy about what we've accomplished in just a short amount of time and would be happy to talk a little bit about some of the projects that we're working on. But it's important to convey that we have capacity. We've got 19 team members. We've got an engaged board of directors. We've got a strong strategic plan and we're executing with force right now. Okay. Is there anything left to say about Amazon and the county's bid and what went right, what went wrong, what you would have done differently if you had it to start all over again? Yeah, I think there's still an ongoing conversation. I'm still very much enthused about them being in the region. I know there's a differing opinion whether that is a win or a loss. I certainly see it as a win uh, that they're in Northern Virginia. Now that they've pulled out of uh, New York, I think there's an opportunity to represent the value proposition for Montgomery County. As you know, their intention initially was to have one location. They chose to put it across two locations. Now that they've uh, scrapped the plans on New York, I think we have a chance to uh, to represent Montgomery County as a location. That location is still confidential. It's something I don't speak about publicly, although I think your listenership knows where we intended to put Amazon. And that location provides a wonderful value proposition for for Amazon. It has wonderful connectivity. It has the strength of talent. It has proximity to NIH, which a lot of people don't recognize, but Amazon is an evolving company, an innovation company, a company that wants to improve the human condition. And one way they want to do that is, is affecting life sciences. And our location in Montgomery County is very very proximate to NIH, very proximate to the FDA, and I think um, it'd be a natural for them to consider putting some employee base here in Montgomery County as they continue to expand in uh, National Landing. So they're very busy right now, very busy growing their uh, footprint in in Crystal City National uh, National Landing. But uh, when the opportunity comes to re-engage with them, I'm looking forward to representing our value proposition. The reality is the site they chose is very much aligned to what Montgomery County offers. Strong talent, purpose-driven culture, wonderful, wonderful diversity, one out of three residents being born in a foreign country, as you know. So we've got diversity of people, diversity of thought, diversity of problem solving that a company like Amazon really wants. With the, the beginning of building out National Landing, I'm hopeful that they consider Montgomery County as a location to build some additional capacity to take some of the burden off of that one specific site and to enjoy some of the, uh, the quality of life and relationships that we could bring here within our county. 
You said you're still keeping it a secret. We did file a Maryland Public Information Act request. We did get a number of documents that were not redacted, and it's fairly clear that White Flint is the, the location in Montgomery County. So you're welcome to keep that secret, but I believe this, <laughs> unless you it's, want to it's, say... It's the worst-kept secret in Montgomery County well, right now, right? Right, probably. And, uh, and, and certainly, I think the, the, the thought is, as, as this has continued on, they've, they've expressed that they won't be opening up a formal another round. But, you know, we really want to hear from Amazon what they want moving forward. We shouldn't make the assumption that we have the answers to the questions that they have, because we really don't know what their questions will be in the coming years. But if they choose to re-engage with us, I think we have a wonderful value proposition to share, and I'm excited to do that again. There were there have been people who have been critical of the county's efforts to try to lure Amazon because of the the dollars that were essentially thrown in Jeff Bezos' face. You don't believe that we'll have the same protests in Montgomery County that they did in Queens? You know, I don't want to speak at length about the project, but we'll, we'll speak a little bit to it. You know, certainly there needs to be an education among our populace, as there wasn't in New York, about what the investment is in a company when you're looking to attract a company. So, you know, philosophically at the EDC, we never lead with incentives. We share the the story of our talent, of our location, of our purpose-driven people, our diversity, our connectivity, proximity to three international airports, our customer base, our 18 federal agencies. We'd never lead with a financial incentive to attract a company here. That is only used to close a deal or to make a good deal better. You can't make a bad deal good, but you can make a good deal better. So uh, speaking, I can't speak on behalf of our state partner, but on behalf of our county partner, we look at incentives as an investment in the long-term revenue growth of Montgomery County. How our populace would react is something I'm not you know, privy to because it didn't happen, but certainly there would have to be an education piece if there were incentives involved in a future conversation. County Executive Mark Elrich had said that the EDC was planning to send him to California to meet with the other companies that would be following Amazon East. Has that trip been scheduled? Do you know who he's going to talk to, et cetera? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah before we get to that, uh, first and foremost, I want to have our county executive spend a lot of time meeting the companies that are currently in Montgomery County, and I'm, I'm proud to report that we had an initial site visit with an architecture and engineering firm in Montgomery County that my business development team and our county executive uh, participated in. We had a wonderful two-hour meeting with a business here in Montgomery County, and I'd like to schedule many of those with our county executive to make sure that he's first and foremost present within our county, meeting with companies, understanding who they are, what their needs are, if there's any barriers to their success, and at the same time, look to do some business development outreach. And we do have a, a trip scheduled for early April with our county executive to uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco. We're still just defining the, the market. My business development team is looking at meetings with site selectors and companies that are complementary to Amazon to see if we can pitch them to consider an East Coast location in our county. And I'm very excited to be with the county executive over the course of a couple days to not only have him see how we sell Montgomery County, but to hear direct feedback from the business community on the West Coast to their concerns or interest to be in our county. It'll be a very uh, exciting trip to take. Okay. So to get off Amazon for a little bit, you're probably quite happy to not talk about Amazon for a bit, but there are three very visible sites, at least to me, I think they're visible because people drive by them every day, and I've heard people, a lot of people talk about them, <clears throat> that seem ripe for economic development, and yet they have not been. And the first one that comes to mind, I drive by it every morning, is the ComSet site in the northern part of the county. What's going on with Com that, that particular location? Is there anything that the, your organization is trying to do to try to put jobs there? 
You know, I think our organization has is really a three-legged stool. It's uh, business development, it's strategic initiatives, and it's marketing. And, and I believe that economic development is a marketing company, and it's how I've approached the role I've taken here in Montgomery County, as well as Central Florida and Texas, is that you need to know your assets and then tell that story well. So as we meet with companies, whether they're technology companies or uh, life sciences companies, hospitality companies, as we're doing our outreach, we present Com- CompStat Building, uh, as well as other buildings throughout Montgomery County. The reality is a lot of the businesses we work with have already defined at least a certain geography of the county or even a couple buildings that they're pursuing and we work to then close the deal with them. Very seldom is it that we get a prospect that says I want to be in Montgomery County somewhere in 500 square miles and tell us where to go. They usually have an inclination or an idea geographically or close to a life sciences cluster or close to urban center or maybe more suburban and then we work to uh, to finalize that project. But certainly Certainly that's one property as, as our other properties that we, we sell to our, our prospects that are coming to us. Okay. And what are the advantages and disadvantages of the CompSat property? You know, I think there's this this thought that everything is moving toward metro accessibility and walkability and high density. But in reality, the exciting thing for me as as a, as a CEO of an organization that represents a county countywide uh, jurisdiction, you know, large jurisdiction, is that just as many it's just that there's as many different types of clients and industries. There's that many different types of locations and ecosystems throughout the county. So we're currently working 71 projects are in our pipeline. And a project is a company that is either considering leaving our county, there's something that's not working for them, or they're being lured to leave us, or they want to expand within Montgomery County, or they want to come here for the first time. And what's exciting for me and my business development team is that there's really something for many of the companies that we're pursuing. And we're pursuing companies in technology, cybersecurity, life sciences, advanced manufacturing, corporate headquarters, and financial services, real formal. That's our formal outreach. Outside of that, companies that just come to us organically range in a lot of other industries as, as well. And we don't have the ability or interest to steer them to something that's not going to be a good fit for them. So they want to have, certainly want access to talent. They want access to customers. Sometimes they want to be right on top of a metro station because of the nature of their workforce or what their business type is. But sometimes they want to be more suburban in their fit. So we, uh, we present information, we present data, we present value, but we don't influence or share, we don't sell them on a particular location in Montgomery County. But what we do is give our, our prospects the information they need to make a decision of what makes good business sense. I was asked this uh, by another media group about a month ago on, you know, are suburban office parks just over and done with? In reality, that's not true. There's there's currently a lot of interest to be uh, away from the busier metro locations. Our, our lease cost is less. Sometimes a startup company can't be as selective as, as they want to be in be right on top of a, a metro line and want a little bit more space, want easier parking, want a lower lease rate. Perhaps the CEO lives closer to a particular location that drives the decision. But the joy that I have is that I can represent a very large jurisdiction which has a lot of different offerings. Okay. The second is the Burtonsville Crossing uh, Shopping Center. What can EC, uh, what can the EDC do to, to revive that, that place? 
We're not actively working on a lot of shopping center or retail or community development work. We were really put in place to go after primary businesses, businesses that are bringing outside money into the county, businesses that bring 51% or more of their revenue from outside to create new tax base to the county. So if we could be a partner in in, um, research or data to help that, uh, we're happy to. But we don't do a lot on the retail community development side currently. Okay. How about the Discovery headquarters in Silver Spring? Discovery headquarters, you know, as much as we we didn't want to see Discovery leave, that building is uh, a really incredible asset for Montgomery County and Silver Spring and is going to have a lot of success. It's situated among the red line, right on top of the red line, in one of our most dynamic cities in Montgomery County, incredibly diverse city, authentic city, next to downtown, walkable amenities, a lot of residences nearby. I can't speak to particular projects or deals, but I would say that that building is very attractive to tenants because of those attributes. Talent, the metro access, proximity to airports, our purpose-driven people in Montgomery County. It, It really is a class A easy sell for us. So look into your crystal ball. When will there be 1,000 people or 1,500 people working in that building? Well, you're trying to get me in trouble, but I like that. Uh, You know, if I have a crystal ball, and I don't know how strong my crystal ball, but I would think in the next year we will have some significant announcements to make on that building. And that's that's merely crystal ball, not anything beyond that. Okay, we'll invite you back in February 2020. (laughs) Um, And that's a good time to take a quick break. I'm Doug Tolman, Senior Reporter with Montgomery Community Media, speaking with David Petter, President and CEO of the Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. We'll be right back. MCM, your community media center, is making Montgomery County a great place to live through programs like 21 This Week. Montgomery County's hardest-hitting political talk show keeps you up to date with the local political scene. Montgomery Community Media. Our middle name is Community. And we're back. This is the second segment of Montgomery Talks. I'm Doug Tolman, senior reporter with Montgomery Community Media, speaking with David Petter, president and CEO of the uh, Economic Development Corporation. We talked in the previous segment about three kind of visible things that uh, are essentially empty. There's one that I think is slowly draining. You said you don't do a whole lot with retail, but it's part of the Gaithersburg Enterprise Zone, and that's the Lake Forest Mall. Is there anything that EC, uh, the EDC can do to try to rebuild that mall? And I don't mean it necessarily in a construction sense, but in a uh, more of a metaphorical sense of what can it do to, to breathe new life into that mall? You know, if our partner in Gaithersburg, Tom Lonergan, and his team at the Gaithersburg EDC would like to partner with us, we certainly are open to that conversation. Uh, we don't take an active role in, in retail, as, as we noted, but if there's some type of feasibility study to a different type of asset there, whether that's conversion into wet lab space or to office space or to do a market study of some kind to understand demand, we'd be behind doing that. We'd want that area of the county to be uh, prosperous and revenue generating, have jobs close to those residents. There hasn't been a formal ask of us to uh, participate in type of study, but I think offering business intelligence and maybe market insight to what, what could evolve in that location would be an appropriate fit for us. What exactly does the EDC do for small business? 
For small business, uh, we typically find that small business needs and, and really a suite of services, much like our mid to larger size companies. In reality, a lot of people think that the EDC is a large business EDC, but it's not. Of the 49 projects we closed in FY 2018, I would think that 30 were 25 employees or less. So although you hear about the Amazons and the Apples and the larger brand names, the reality is that we do a lot of work with companies that are 10, 15, 25 employees. So they're typically looking for their first office. They're looking for real estate, whether that's an incubator or an accelerator or a wet lab, or they're looking to expand into a bigger space. So we help on the real estate side, give them options that are uh, through our CoStar database and through other resources. They're often looking for talent. They're looking for a specific type of individual that has certain training in life sciences or technology or another skill set. And although we have the most uh, highly educated workforce, we sometimes have a hard time connecting the exact person someone needs for their company to be more successful. So we help with our partner at WorkSource uh, Montgomery to find the talent they need. Sometimes they need access to capital. They are a company that has a great idea or a cure for a disease, but they don't have the history financially of credit. So we make introductions to banking partners or other grant programs that we can locate or venture capitalists, perhaps connect them with uh, angel investing. Sometimes they need a mentor. They need someone who's gone through the same process that they have. You know, someone who's developing a new sports drink would benefit from meeting Seth Goldman at Honest Tea, and we can broker strategic relationships, whether it's at the individual level or company to company. It's surprising that there's so many companies in Montgomery County that don't recognize that perhaps their strongest mentor or their best customer is right across the street. So we do a lot of strategic introductions between small business and other small businesses or larger businesses in the county. We also do a little bit of marketing. We help companies tell their story in a way that perhaps they haven't done before. And we start out the EDC with a campaign called MoCo 365, where we produce 365 videos in the course of a year, one video a day for 365 days. And many of those videos <clears throat> were uh, the stories of small business success here in Montgomery County. So we not only captured the story of that particular individual, but we helped share their story from a small business perspective as well. One thing that I like to share when I meet with different groups about what we do, first and foremost, that we're great listeners. And what is an appropriate solution to one small business or business might not be the same for another business. So our business development team leads by first understanding what a small business needs to be successful in Montgomery County, and then we craft a suite of solutions behind that. And if we don't have the solution, we turn to our Women's Business Center, or we turn to our state partner, we turn to the SBA, we turn to SCORE. We are one of many, many partners in Montgomery County that do economic development. I think we uh, do it very well, but we turn to our partners to leverage their strengths at the same time. So somebody wants to move to Montgomery County. The place has had a reputation for being not terribly business friendly. How do you turn that conversation around? I think there's a lot of value to be in Montgomery County and to be in the state of Maryland. And we have a, a high regulatory environment that be, that creates an incredible quality of life for the people of Montgomery County. So Montgomery County and Maryland can be selective in the businesses that we pursue. Unlike my time in Florida or Texas, where there's just wide open swaths of land and the workforce isn't as strong as it is here, they're interested in taking everything and anything as immediate as they can. And we can be a touch more intentional in Montgomery County. That doesn't mean that we have a culture of no, but we have a culture of yes, that we want to ensure that that company that's interested in us is going to be successful here. So I think you'll find with our new elected leadership and our team as we build capacity that we're going to work together to be more efficient, have more certainty throughout the entire process of a company coming here, more concierge level service to ensure that a company that wants to be in Montgomery County can be here and can be successful here. But it starts from being present, from being a good listener, to being a problem solver, something that I think our economic development group does very well. 
Well, I, I often wonder whether Montgomery County shoots itself in the foot at times. And I, I've been talking with, I talked to the police, I talked to the Office of Consumer Protection, and I talked to Mike Gill, the former Commerce Secretary, about this one story that fascinates me, but I, I'm sure I don't have all the little pieces to it. But Mike Gill, former Commerce Secretary, said he had a meeting with Apple when Apple was thinking about building a new campus. Now, that campus went to, I believe, Austin, Texas. But at one point, the state of Maryland was saying, you should move to Montgomery County. And the executive says, here's the one thing I know about Montgomery County. You put an Apple store on the same level as a pawn shop. And what he was referring to was uh, a buyback plan for you trade in your old iPhone, you get a new one. So in the regulations in Montgomery County, that triggered the pawn shop regulations as opposed to, you know, something, you know, or not. And although apparently it never got beyond someone sending a letter to Apple saying, we think you're, you need to follow our pawn shop regulations here. It just sent the wrong message at the wrong time. And apparently they're still upset about it. So does this county... Because this high regulatory county that does these things, one assumes for its residents, does it go too far sometimes? I think in that case, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm aware of that story as well, only because I was active in that pursuit. Uh, and I was very, very surprised to hear that, especially after the work that we did to get in front of Apple and the value proposition that we've worked to craft, the marketing that we uh, that we spend, the assets that we've defined. Here we are wanting to lure a company like Apple, and there was a decision made many years before I even moved to Montgomery County that has made them think that we're not a pro-business or friendly place to do business. And certainly I have a concern of what other things are in the marketplace that are keeping businesses from pursuing us. There has to be a balance in that regulation. It can't be so overdone that uh, it's pushing businesses away. It's my understanding that our county executive is working with council members Sydney Katz to look at regulation from top to bottom that's current with the lens of what is uh, less than business friendly and what can be adjusted in that regard. That's very encouraging to me as an economic developer because I want to have all of the tools I need to close the deal. And that was one of those deals that I thought we were very much moving forward a great uh, sell, but at the end of the day, couldn't come to fruition. So I'm, I'm hopeful that the new elected leadership, our new county council, which has many young people, very hungry, ambitious leaders, We'll look at our regulation to make sure there is the balance between quality of life and business development opportunity because uh, certainly there's, there's a place where both can live together. Okay. And one other point about economic development that doesn't touch your corporation, but it, it did happen under the umbrella of economic development, and that's the uh, the embezzlement that was revealed just, just a few months ago that an economic development official managed to figure out a way to steal $6.7 million from the county so that he could go on gambling trips to Las Vegas. What kinds of, how do you assure the public, I, I can't believe I'm the first person to ask you this, but what kinds of things can you tell the public now that that's never going to happen again? Well, as, as, as you know, and maybe hopefully the public knows, that was done at an organization that was unrelated to our organization that was done at the Department of Economic Development when it was a government-run economic development company. Now we're a public-private partnership that was born a year after DED dismantled. Because of the closeness in name between the phrase economic development and Department of Economic Development, and we certainly have that in our brand name, I took it upon uh, myself to send a letter to the business community to our 12,000 contacts on our email list just to clarify that that was not related to our organization and certainly not uh, indicative of the type of the work that, that we do at the EDC, just to continue to educate the public that that was not related to us. So 
All I can say is that we continue to do what I think we do really great is being in front of business more so than anyone else, listening to what the business community needs to be successful, crafting a strategic plan that's relative to what they want to see. We certainly engage in the legislative process and meet with our elected officials, but our priority is every day being in front of business and helping them grow here in Montgomery County. You know, someone told me when I started, I need to have a little bit of a force field around me of, of positive energy. And that's very easy to have here. It's, sometimes it's challenged, but the reality is we have an incredible story to tell in Montgomery County from our uh, diversity, our talented workforce, our proximity to customers, 18 federal agencies, being one inch from the capital of the free world, strong K through 12 school system. My counterparts throughout the United States would want 10% of what I have here in Montgomery County. We have wonderful, wonderful assets to sell, and it's exciting to be able to do that. Well, you have wonderful assets to sell, but what's the biggest get you've gotten in the two and a half years you've been here, the three and a half years you've been here? You know, I think I think starting out with getting Fox News out of D.C. and Bethesda was strong. I think expanding uh, Supernus Pharmaceuticals was strong. Bringing Autolis, uh, an international biotech company, was strong. Uh, what, what makes me excited about our work at the EDC is that it's not always about the biggest gets, but it's a, about a lot of singles and doubles that are adding up to significant job growth and capital investment growth. So our work is not always going to be the household names. These are going to be life sciences companies and technologies companies that perhaps no one has ever heard of, but are doing wonderful work in the, the curing of HIV and AIDS and helping with arthritis and stem cell technology. So I get very much equally as excited as companies that are additive to the 1,000, 2,000 number, just as I would with an Apple or Amazon. In fact, it's, it's, those are tougher projects to do and more exciting projects to do. Okay. Well, I think now it's time to wrap things up. Thank you very much, Mr. Petter, for being here. Thank you. I'm Doug Tolman, Senior Reporter at Montgomery Community Media, and our engineer today was Mike Valentine. Please join us next time on Montgomery Talks. Mm-hmm.